here. Welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. It's The Wave, the weekly news and chat show from the world famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. Adam, how are you? I am very well, thank you. How are you? Good. I'm full of the festive joys. It's Christmas. Well, it's December. It's December. That means it's Christmas. I mean, October for pumpkins and ghosts and witches. Yep. Seems like five minutes ago, doesn't it? November for fireworks. Yep. And December for... Christmas. Santa. Santa's coming. Yeah. The goose is getting fat, as they say. Yeah. Well, it's the tight t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've not got a tree up yet. My tree's up. Well, good. You've seen it. The, uh... You saw it. You walked past it earlier. Yes, I, it helped me park. Didn't even need to put my have my headlights <laughs> on in my car. There are quite a lot of lights on it. That is true. Like, I've gone a bit over the top. But I, I, liked, think, I liked it. Uh, last year, I was I remember thinking, there's not enough lights on that tree all Christmas. Okay. Because there was 100 lights on it. Yeah. And then I remember, I read something online earlier this week that said you should have 100 lights for every foot of tree. Right. So six foot tree, 600 lights. Okay. So I went out and brought 600 lights. Yeah. 40 meters long, that cable <laughs> is. It looks like the tree's been tied up. Yeah, you've done well <laughs> to wrap it around the tree. About 14 times it goes yeah. around. So next year, I think I'm going to plan it a little bit better. And maybe before I put the t- the leaves on, what are they called? Twigs? Branches. Branches. Before I put them on, maybe wrap it around the trunk bit first. Right. And then wrap it around. So there's lights in the middle as well. as. Oh, nice. Edge. I might nice. do that next year. But I'm not taking them all off again and doing that this I, year. No, it looks nice. It looks nice. Yeah. yeah it looks very cosy and festive. It does. Maybe I'll put a picture in the Discord. So if you want to see the Streamboat Christmas tree 2022, yeah. let me know. Absolutely. Have you been up to anything good? Yeah, I've... Uh, last weekend, I went down to London. Oh, of course. Yeah, how was for that? For the day. Uh, it was good. Down in the it big was smoke? so busy. Was it? Like one of the busiest I've ever seen down there. Oh, wow. That's not good. It's this time of year though, isn't it? Yeah. It wasn't too bad, like, for, through most of the day. But then when we came out of what we've been to City, yeah. shall I talk about that now or later? Do it now if you want. I'll finish this story. Okay. It was just, like, sardines. Really? Yeah. It's never fun. I, and, like, coming back on the tube was, like, shoulder to shoulder. It was Not good. a bit oppressive. But, uh, yeah, I went to see, talking of getting in the Christmas spirit. Yeah. Uh, Elf the Musical. Oh, nice. How was it? Uh, very Christmassy. Was it? <laughs> I yeah. can imagine it was to be. Very Christmassy. Uh, on the whole, really good. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, it was quite a lively audience. Good. In the spirit of things. That's always Whooping nice. and a hollering. <laughs> Can't beat a bit of whooping and hollering. <laughs> and, look, it's the, you can't really, I don't, you can't compare it to the movie. No. Look, it's, it's basically the same story. Uh, with songs, I, I think if I'm being really critical, I don't think there was really a toe tapper in there for me. Okay. No, like earworms. Yeah. That's but, a shame. you know, some of the effects on the stage were, were great. Yeah. Uh, and I know that, look, it's a West End show. The performances are all, well, always you, awesome, yeah. aren't they? You don't see many bad West End shows. So it, it was a great time. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Sweet. Good. Uh, the kids, are, kids enjoy it? Yes. Excellent. The little one did nod off slightly <laughs> for five minutes. That's fine. But I think that's allowed. That's definitely allowed. Uh, yeah, so definitely starting to feel... Festive. The joys of Yuletide. <laughs> I think I'm going to go down to London in the new year. Okay. I want to watch The Mousetrap. Have you ever seen The Mousetrap on the West End? Uh, no, on the West End. I have seen The Mousetrap. God, I really want to the see West, it. I saw it. It's celebrated. Locally. Was it 70 years just recently yeah. it's celebrated? I really want to see that. But it's also heading to Broadway, so maybe I'll go to New York. Because um, The Woman in Black is closing in the new year. Oh, is it? Yeah, I think it's okay. 33 years, I want to say. Or wow, 35 okay. years, something like that. Nice. That I, I saw that that toured recently. I saw that locally. Yeah. That was really good. But no, I've always I've just got this thing I want to see the mousetrap. It's good. For, for When you think about it, been on for 70 years. Yeah. And people still going to see it. Like, yeah, exactly. Talking about spoilers the other week. Yeah. Apparently there's one prop in there that's been in every performance. Really? The mantelpiece clock, I think okay. it is. Do you, do you want to know a fun fact? Do yeah, you know why always. there's never been a film? Why? The Mousetrap. Because when the guy who wrote it sold the film rights, he said you can't make the film until it closes on the West End. Oh, okay. So, And it never has closed yeah. on the West End. So somebody's got the film rights for it, but they can't make it until it closes. Oh, man. So that's why there's never been a film. 
Yeah, so it feels like uh, Kenneth Branagh would be jumping straight on that. Yeah, it really does. Yeah, I'm sure he could. Maybe he's trying to get it closed. Yeah. Cool. Let, let, yeah, let's start that rumour. <laughs> Damn you, Kenneth. <laughs> do you want to briefly talk about last week's film? We don't we've stopped doing that, but we should do it again. Oh, we can we can do that. That's fine. Last week's film was Double World. Double World, Chinese fantasy action for a lot. Have you thought any changes to your opinion on it? No, I think, I think we were right in what we said last week. It, it deservedly quite high up in the early stages of this stream table i thought it was a tremendously fun time yeah it was good fun wasn't it i didn't want it to end so yeah that's always a good sign i just i the bit that i can't quite get my head around was just how brutal that sort of death scene was in the forest yeah right yeah it felt like it i, I don't know arms were getting chopped off and stuff earlier in the movie it's because we would got used to this character and she has a very yeah. brutal death it was pretty uh, unforgiving, that yeah, wasn't it? it was. It really was. Because generally, the tone of the movie was quite light. Yes. Until that man dug a sword into that lady's back. Yeah. P- prolonged agony that she went through. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're right. Anyway, should we move on to some Netflix news? Let's do it. Big news of the week? Uh, probably the biggest news of the week for Netflix is about... <laughs> I can't read this website. I'm not Wednesday. Allowed. Uh, which okay, there we go. has done quite well in its first week. It has done very well in its first week. That is uh, true. Netflix are, in fact, saying that it is now the most viewed English language show in its first seven days that they've ever had. That's mad. Yeah, that is, is really mad, isn't it? When you think about some of those English language shows that are out there. squeezed past season four of stranger things which that, i think is really surprising it's really remarkable when you think about it so netflix put everything behind season four of stranger things. stranger things season four in its first seven days was viewed for 335 million hours okay uh wednesday in its first seven days was viewed for 341 million hours well it's like so did squeeze past six million hours that's still incredible that it even got close let alone beat it was it a slow week? I mean, I don't feel no, like don't I've seen much like, I knew this was coming. We've talked about it for a long time and I know it's got, it seems to have gone down pretty well. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's not great, but it's not bad. Yeah. But I, I've not sensed much sort of noise on social media of like, go and watch Wednesday. It's brilliant. No, blah, blah, blah. absolutely. I'm and loving it. I'm loving it. It's not like you've seen adverts for it everywhere or yeah. it's not on the side of buses anywhere or anything like that, like Stranger Things was. Have you watched any of it? Not yet, no. Okay. So well, I'm, I'm, I am not in... I will uh, No, I give I, you some thoughts during the okay. next section of the show. I will get to it, but it's... Look, I, I've said before, I'm not the biggest fan of Tim Burton, so I'll, I'll give it a chance, but... um. It's not. There's a few things I want to get to before it. <laughs> yeah, I think. Uh, to be fair, if you're not the biggest fan of Tim Burton, you might be all right with it. But I will uh, come to that in my thoughts later on. Uh, it also equaled Stranger Things' record of being number one in the most countries. No, oh, really. Concurrently on Netflix, it equaled the record. So yes. I mean, all of them then. Uh, I, <laughs> I presume so. Eighty, <laughs> eighty-three countries. Oh, near enough then. I think it it's a ninety-one one. Netflix countries. I think something. Like that. Wow. I mean... It's, it's mad, really, how well it's done. It's got it's got to be enough for a season two, surely. Oh, I would, I would think so. I would uh, pretty much guarantee that's going to happen. But let's keep an eye over the uh, the next three weeks. See yeah. how it stacks up. Yeah, if it sticks to Is those it numbers. Is going to maintain those be, numbers? Or? We're going to be up in the billions if we yeah. can stick to those numbers. Can it challenge some of the some of the all-time top tens? Let's, let's we'll keep find an eye out. on that. We'll find out before Christmas. Next. Are you a fan? Were you a fan of that 70s show? I was back in the day. Because you can now go and watch the first trailer of Netflix's... Is it a reboot? Is it it's a, a sequel, sequel, I think. Of that 90s show. I have actually seen this trailer. I watched it yesterday. And the grandparents look no older. They, do, they really don't. I don't know what's happened. <laughs> How have these two people not aged at all? <laughs> They've not aged in real life or in the show. No. So basically, uh, that 90s show is set 15 years 
after the original series. Uh, yeah. And it will follow Eric and Donna's daughter, Leah, as she goes to spend the summer of 1995 with her grandparents, Red yeah. and Kitty, from the first show. 1995? Um, yeah. That's 15 years after 1980. Yes, it is. <laughs> I, I never watched that 70s <laughs> show. Did it finish at the end of the 70s? I assume it must have, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't really remember the... I don't think they were ever like hot on the time. Look, it looked like it was going to lean very heavily on the whole grandparents. Yeah, I think those two are going to be carrying grandchildren relationship. Uh, The Netflix did confirm that all the sort of original kids are returning. All of them at some point. Even that one that got oh, apart from that one who's on trial for all the rapes and stuff. All the rapes and stuff. But um. But, we'll just forget that that one existed. Oh yeah, yeah. But um, the Scientology dude. Yeah, he was in one of our films, wasn't <laughs> he? Was, he? he was I in his name. That Pierce Brosnan one. Yeah, the designer um, drug. Urge. Urge. What did you say? Nerve. Nerve. That's the one with Dave Franco. That's a really good film. I can't remember what I was, what I was going to say. Oh yeah, the, the, none of those guys are in the trailer. No, I don't think any of them. So are they're being back. left for. Yeah, I think they're just like surprise cameos. Cameos. I yeah. I saw an interview with Topher Grace. And he said it was really strange being back on set, and because they've recreated the set almost identically to what sure. it was. And he said it was really strange. So Mila Kunis was in it, Ashton Kutcher. It started quite a lot of careers. Film it of did. Uh, Laura Prepon. Yeah. There was quite a lot of people got quite big out of that seventies show. Danny Masterson, that's the guy's name. Oh yeah, he won't be coming back. No. <laughs> I do. <sighs> It's, I don't know. Is there a is there a want for this? I'm not sure. I don't uh, think there is. I mean, it's a it's a fun little foible, isn't it? It's a it's an e- relatively cheap. Yeah, it's a franchise that you can set based thing. Netflix yeah. can. I think it's a one and done. I, don't, I can't see yeah. them renewing it, but we'll see. It might do wonders. You never know, do you? Next, uh, Reed Hastings, Netflix co CEO. What a beautiful man has been talking this week uh, on some of his views of the future of the company. He has some strange views, which tastings. are quite interesting uh, to cover a few of those, I thought, this week. Go for uh, it. He did a, an appearance at the, the New York Times Deal Book Conference. Okay. Whatever that is. <laughs> no, no idea. Uh, and I suppose this is quite notable because this guy doesn't speak in public that often. No, you don't see him around. He well, usually sends all of his vice presidents out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, you do get the old sort of back of a book quote from him. We're very happy to have this person on board, etc., etc. Uh, but not much sort of opinion type stuff, I guess. But he has done some of that, as I say, at this conference uh, over the last week or so. Uh, and and a few highlights to, to come out of that, really. He really talked about games a lot. Did he really? Yeah. They're, they're well up for games, aren't they? It seems like Netflix is all in yeah. on games. Um, Hastings repeatedly talked about this throughout the interview without prompting, it right. is noted. Uh, he said that Netflix wants to make great TV shows and movies and games. Uh, when he was asked about Netflix's interest in live sports, he replied, talk to us about that after we're the leader in games. The leader in games? Yeah. Wow. Okay. We have a lot of investment first to do in games. Yeah, I think this is coming over the next couple of years. I think it's it's going to come in a big way, yeah. Netflix games. Uh, live streaming. He talked about live streaming. Okay. Something that we've, we've sort of... Said many said times, they should be getting yeah. in, into. Uh, he talked about the upcoming Chris Rock special. Oh yeah, the one going to be their first live, live ever live stream live streamed event. Uh, and he said that we'd like to use it more for comedy and also contestant shows. Okay, um, that seems like reality TV. Yeah, yeah. we talked. We said, didn't we, that that live action Squid Game should be live. Yeah, it should because you can really promote. Maybe that's water cooler type yeah. talk. Chat. On it. Bit like I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. That has live elements to it. Uh, Hastings was asked why Netflix picked Microsoft to partner with into its uh, advertising tier. Yeah. And he basically said, because they paid us lots and lots of money. <laughs> I love he's very honest, this man. 
He actually said they were willing to be very aggressive in this deal, which means <laughs> they yeah, paid a lot. They just lots lost of lots of money. Also said that Netflix isn't looking to get rid of its uh, of its system of dropping all of the shows at once in a series. Okay, that's not going anywhere. Uh, Good. I think that's. And his reasoning is we don't have to because we make so much. Yeah, I think he's right there. I have, I'm really torn on this idea. I don't know which is the best, and I I can't develop an opinion. Well, I I think he's he's looking at it from a from a business side of things. I think he's right because I've got a huge backlog on Netflix. Yeah. Whereas it is quite easy to watch some stuff on Disney Plus that's just there weekly because I'm not on. I don't have a big backlog yeah. of stuff on Disney Plus. It's more manageable, but they they want to be where Netflix are, for make, example. Yeah, it makes you wonder if you, you should take it on each show's merits and say this show would really benefit from it, this one wouldn't. Like eighteen ninety nine, I'll come to in a little while as well. I've just finished that, but that maybe would have benefited from a bit of time between each episode. Yes, because he was. Well, that might might he later on in his interview kind of di- just dismissed it totally because he was asked, you know, well, what some people do like a bit of time between episodes to sort of ruminate on it yeah uh and Hastings said well no why that's stupid that's the same as asking would you like to read yesterday's news or today's no it's not no it's not <laughs> it's definitely not it's not that at all um he said he had no regrets about the dave Chappelle controversy earlier uh, in the year he can't he he stuck to his guns by that at the time yeah. and he kind of has to stick by that now i think which is really interesting uh, yeah, he, he said that he said he'd do it all again exactly the same um and he went on to talk about elon musk so let's not talk about him <laughs> but yeah it's a quite a interesting fan, a fan apparently of elon musk though we'll just say that yeah quite some interesting points there which yeah definitely we have spoke about previously on the show and that's you know some answers there right from the horse's mouth that's it you don't get any higher than the ceo co-CEO. Co-CEO. is he co-ceo it's him and ted sarandos isn't oh it? of course yeah big teddy <laughs> so they've got two ceos and loads of vice presidents but yeah. no actual president yeah weird <laughs> next big name come into netflix big name probably one of the biggest uh, and i think only the second tv show he's done right okay uh, robert de niro has signed up to a netflix tv series wow called zero day what is zero day uh, Zero Day uh, is a political thriller uh, in which De Niro will play a former US president who somehow gets wrapped up in many political shenanigans. Oh, political shenanigans. <laughs> uh, it's being developed for Netflix by Eric Newman, who has credits on Narcos and The Watcher recently. Oh, okay. Um, also helping develop the show is noah oppenheim who's noah oppenheim he's the current president of nbc news oh okay um but he also has a history of of writing movies and tv shows it's a bit of a dual <laughs> interesting guy, guy. Yeah. Uh, he wrote uh the jackie kennedy biopic which jackie. uh <laughs> natalie portman yeah starred, starred in uh, and he also co-wrote the maze runner and one of the Divergent movies. Oh, right. Interesting. So there you go. I wonder if it's going to be like a newsroom kind of based political drama. Could be. Could be. Uh, That'd be good. Early days for that. But yeah, Bobby De Niro on the small screen. Bobby De Niro. Good. All these big names coming to TV. Yeah. Can't, can't be a bad thing, can it? You've titled that story on my notes, De Niro Flicks, and I like that. <laughs> <laughs> next I, I feels a bit lazy because you can just put flicks after a lot of stuff yeah, you kind of works. i like it small things cheer me up uh ang lee non-netflix news now okay director ang lee is going to direct his son mason lee in a movie about bruce lee oh all the lees <laughs> they're all getting together it's triple lee <laughs> <laughs> so mason lee's playing bruce lee in a film by ang lee Correct. Excellent. What's it called? Lee? <laughs> uh, we haven't got a name for it yet. Okay. <laughs> but I hope so. 
Uh, yeah, apparently. Like, I feel like Lee is a good name for a Bruce Lee biopic. Yeah. Lee. I like it. It's Bruce Lee. Nice. Yeah. Lee. <laughs> like Apparently, father and son have been planning this one for a few years. Uh, with Mason Lee committing to an extensive training program throughout lockdown and beyond wow. to get into fighting shape. He was pretty fit, old Bruce Lee. He was. How bad was, how bad out of shape was Mason Lee before <laughs> lockdown? <laughs> oh, do we know Mason Lee? Has he done anything else? I don't, don't recognise the name. No, I don't. I mean, not not in sort of mainstream, I don't believe. I don't, I don't have his uh, IMDB to hand. Okay. So. Uh, yeah, Ang Lee said, accepted neither fully American nor fully Chinese. Bruce Lee was a bridge between East and West. He introduced cu- Chinese Kung Fu to the world. He is a scientist of combat and an iconic performing artist. I, I feel compelled to tell the story of this brilliant, unique human being mm. uh, and made impossible dreams into reality. Uh, the movie is being written by Dan Futterman. He wrote Foxcatcher a few years ago. I remember that. That was the Channing Tatum wrestling thing with uh, Steve Carell. It was, yes. So this production is kicking into gear. There was a Bruce Lee biopic, wasn't there, a few years yeah, ago? Yeah, there was. Who? Yeah, I vaguely remember that. But I don't... I, th- I have seen it Mason a, Lee, a long time I've ago. just looked at his um, IMDb. He has done quite a lot of Chinese action films already. Uh, but he's also in The Hangover Part 2. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And Lucy, which was the Scarlett Johansson action film a few years ago. Okay. So, yeah, you might recognise him if you see him. I think done right. That's, yeah. Good idea. There's no better director. A biopic I would be interested in. There's no better director to pick up that property, is there? So, why not? Keep going. What else we got? Uh, A couple more bits of news. Uh, one of those is that the iconic Ealing Studios uh, in London is having a multi-million pound makeover. Oh, okay. You know, uh, very famous way back in the day for things like St. Trinian's. Right. You know, uh, a lot of those sort of Alec Guinness type movies back in the 40s, 50s. Right. Um. And more recently, sort of Bridget Jones, the theory of everything, but very much bypassed by some of these huge facilities in this country. And as we spoke about last week on the continent and obviously in the States, uh, plans were approved last week to install a new 14,000 square foot stage, which will take 18 months to build new workshops and office space. Um, Cool. Yeah. Yeah. the committee said, uh, as major streaming services such as Netflix and Amazon Prime continue to grow, these plans will enable us to continue to compete with them. Uh, only 10 miles away from us is the second biggest film stage in Europe uh, at Pinewood. Uh, and we need to keep with the times, basically. Cool. Uh, the studios were previously owned by the BBC uh, and famous Things filmed there include Doctor Who and Porridge. Porridge, wow. There you go. It's been making films since 1902, which yeah. is pretty much as long as films have been being Sold made. by the BBC in 2000. Wow. There you go. Good. I'm glad things are like that are getting invested in. That's what we need. Let's get some more shows being made over here. I think maybe my favourite news story of the week. Oh, cool. Is Because this guy doesn't talk very often. No, he doesn't. Is Joe Pesci. Uh, has done an interview okay. recently celebrating the 30th anniversary of Home Alone 2. Wow, we're so old. <laughs> Home Alone 2's 30. Uh, and he, uh, it was an interview with People magazine and he said on some of the uh, the stunts that they got involved in. Yeah. Uh, in addition to the expected bumps, bruises, and general pains that you would associate with this, I did sustain serious burns to the top of my head during what? the scene where Harry's hat is set on fire. No way. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you think somebody's like, "Let's Joe Pesci's head's going to be set on fire. Let's not hurt it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's... Guys are already thin on top. Yes. Yeah. 
Let's not flambe the guy's uh, the guy's head. It's a global he, treasure. Let's not burn him. He talks really funnily about Home Alone too. He said it was mu- uh, much better to film than the first one. It because it was the same cast getting together. They already knew each other. They said they had a lot of a lot of energy and enthusiasm. Um, and he's got really fond memories at it about it. Good. Uh, basically, he was you know really praised Macaulay Culkin at the time as well. Um, although he says. And this, this is method. This is even you wouldn't even think this of a of a you know people would say a fairly throwaway movie like Home Alone too. But but Pesci is in deep. He said I intentionally limited my interactions with Corkin to preserve the dynamic between his character and mine. So you've deliberately avoided this annoying eleven year old kid. <laughs> think he really tried to like kick him every time he yeah. walked past in the corridor. Just really irritating. <laughs> He says, he continued, I wanted to maintain the integrity of our adversarial relationship. That's why people like Joe Pesci are known as, like, legends. Well, I guess so, They go into every role and take every role as seriously as everything that he's done. You think think that's a job. For somebody like Joe Pesci, that's a job. You turn up, get your head burnt, go home, just earn a wage. But he's gone fully in on that. That's why he's remembered like he is. Well, exactly, exactly. Like you say, an absolute legend, Joe Pesci. Absolutely. Good for him. Cool. Uh, Just one more bit of news. And that is a bit of a trailer showdown this week. Yes, I've I've seen one of them. Two trailers that have had two very different reactions in the social media and the world in general. Uh, And that is the first full length there had been a teaser previously super mario brothers trailer yeah in which people are going in hard on chris pratt yes but just sounding like chris pratt yeah he's not even bothered to do a voice (laughs) not being either bothered or directed to sound in any way like mario yeah there is a ton of quite funny memes out there yeah already this trailer's been out for 24 hours yeah (laughs) surprisingly enough i've seen that trailer and it doesn't look that bad as a movie no, they're packing a lot of there's references. A lot of, yeah, and, there's a lot of fra- fan-friendly stuff in there by the looks of things. Yeah. But, yeah, I'm not sure about Chris Pratt. People have said, uh, there's a bit right at the end of the trailer when they, they're in their go-karts. Yeah. They hit the rainbow road. Yeah, they do, yeah. And it's just like, it's the least enthusiastic wahoo <laughs> that Mario gives. I'm not even sure that was Chris Pratt doing that. No, might not Because <laughs> So what, people are saying, well, the guy sounds like he was he didn't even stand up to record this. <laughs> just completely dialing it in. But it's a real shame because it's got a really good voice cast. There's loads of other good like people in there. Char- I think Charlie Day's playing Luigi. Yeah, Jack Black sounds Jack Black's playing. Well, well I know it's only a small trailer, but he sounds good as Bowser. Yeah. You wouldn't so necessarily there's, there's a good know voice cast in there, but I don't I know a die hard Nintendo fan, right? He's Yeah. King of Nintendo, he loves Nintendo. Yeah. He told me that this is going to be a billion dollar movie yesterday. Right. This is not going to be a billion dollar movie. <laughs> Both the Sony films together have not made a billion dollars. There's no way this is going to be a billion dollar movie, but he's obsessed. And he's actually happy with it because he's I, a, I think the rest he of it will not hear anything bad good. said against Nintendo. Look, I just think. Prick. <laughs> I just think. <laughs> why can't we look outside the box? The guy is already the voice of like. The lead Lego dude. Yeah. Why does he have to have another voice franchise? Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't get it. I don't understand where that casting's come from. Yeah. Doesn't make any... You've got... The the guy who normally does the voice of Mario is in the cast of this movie. Because he's okay. playing some of the smaller voices. Right. Just let him do it. <laughs> Save you money on Chris Pratt. He's been doing it since like 1996 or Since Mario was a thing. Yeah. Like all, every game since the um, you just every movie poster's got a N64, big, I think. big name on the top these days, hasn't it? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to me. But. On the other hand, another I trailer came out. I haven't seen this trailer. <laughs> you need to watch I it. I do need to watch it. I've been sent it so many times. Another trailer that came out uh, the, the last couple of days. It's for Cocaine Bear. <laughs> what is Cocaine Bear? Why is it taking over my life in the last <laughs> couple of days? Uh, it's going to be. It's directed by Elizabeth Banks. Okay. Uh, it's based on a true story. Oh, right. Of a bear which consumed a duffel bag full of cocaine. Shit. And went on a rampage. <laughs> it sounds like my ideal film. And I'm up for it. Look, I need to watch this trailer. This trailer just looks like we're going full in on this. All in. Yeah. 
And and just on the fun parts, none of the like horrible death that this bear probably had from this huge cocaine overdose. Yeah. But <laughs> just <laughs> you've just got a trailer full of people going, "That bear is fucked." <laughs> I'm going to watch and this And then bear trailer. diving at people, chasing people up trees. It's a great idea. I mean, poor bear. Dragging obviously. them off through the woods. I'm intrigued. And people saying, that fucking bear's on cocaine. <laughs> wow. I'm excited. I'm going to watch it. It's exactly the trailer you would have thought or hoped you would get when you say there's a trailer about a film called Cocaine, cocaine bear. bear. Yeah. Cool. I'll watch that later on. I'll report back next week. As a lot of people excited about this movie. Yeah, there is. Film of the year next year, apparently. <laughs> Any more news? That's all the news. Did you see, briefly, did you see the interview that Will Smith did this week? I, I have not. I am aware I don't, that he is back in the... He's back in the public eye. Public eye. He's quite a good actor. That's all I'm saying. I don't believe a word of what <laughs> he said. <laughs> I mean... He's not a good actor, but in this interview... Well, I was going to say, trying. he's got a lot of practice. He's, yeah, he he's an Oscar winner. Um, I don't know, I didn't believe him. I, d- I don't believe he's genuine, but we'll see. He's just trying to push a movie, and I'm really sorry. <laughs> Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? Uh, I've not really watched much. Uh, okay. I've already talked about Elf the Musical. Yes, you have. Which I would recommend. Go and watch that. I the only other thing I've really watched is uh, I watched the Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special on Disney+. Plus, okay. Which was... A really entertaining 44 minutes or so. 44 minutes? Yeah. Nice. What's it about? I don't know if what happens. Can... Uh, basically, some of the group yep. decide to go and obtain a Christmas present for Star-Lord. Right. Because he is missing Earth at Christmas. Nice. And I don't think I want to spoil what the no, Christmas present is. No, don't spoil it. Is. Just, I'm, I'm intrigued. Uh, and hijinks ensue. And there's also a lot of Christmas songs on the soundtrack. Including Sweet. my favourite Christmas song of all time. Which is? I Want an Alien for Christmas. <laughs> Good tune. My Fountains of Wayne. Good tune. Sweet. I'll watch that. I will check that out. It sounds quite interesting. It's just a brisk, fun 40, 45 minutes. What more of, could you want? Yeah. From Christmas. Bonus Guardians of the Galaxy, I guess, before the, the third one comes out in a couple of months. Absolutely. How about you? Uh, I've watched a few things. I will start with a film that I watched at the weekend. Okay. I watched The Wonder. Oh, yes. I, I need to get this. This Flo- is on my Flo-Po's list. Flopo's new... Yeah new movie it's good i enjoyed it there's a very bizarre directorial decision made at the beginning okay which i don't think i've ever seen before okay and i don't think i want to see it again <laughs> if i'm honest can i tell you what it is yeah, yeah it happens sure. right at the start so the film opens yeah on a sound stage with the sets all there yeah. for this film and there's a voiceover and it's like what you're about to watch is a film called the wonder mm. all the actors and actresses really like this film then it pans around to the set and then it just starts. The, the camera zooms into one of the sets. Okay. Flow post sitting there, ready to go. And then the film happens. For what reason? Does it have any bearing on the again. rest of the movie? No. Okay. <laughs> it's, just, it's a really bizarre... It happens again at the very end of the movie. When they pull away. I don't away. want to give any... When they pull away yeah. out of it. Okay. There's a couple of little lines in the movie where... Because it's about... This movie's about a girl who doesn't eat. Yes. And is this a miracle from God or is she lying? Or yeah. We're trying to find out. So Flopo's been hired as a nurse to watch this girl to make sure she doesn't eat. Yeah. And there's a couple of little throwaway lines in there. Like at one point, the, one of the blokes who doesn't believe her says, oh, she's actually a really good actress. Okay. And I'm like, is he telling me that she's a really good actress? Yeah. Or does he think that she's lying? In the... It's really... Oh, it's interesting. It's, yeah, it's trying to be a bit meta and I... I'm not sure. But it doesn't go full in meta. No, not it's at just all. just skirts around the edges a little and bit then by the sounds Right at the very end, it just it made me go, what? <laughs> but you, I, can't, I don't want to give away what happens at the very no, it's end. That's fine. Until you see it, but it's really strange. Really strange. Uh, I've also watched, I think I've done five or six episodes of Wednesday. Oh, okay. So we talked about this briefly yeah. on, earlier on. It's good. It's a good show. It isn't what I was expecting it to be. Okay. I don't, I don't, I don't want to come across like I dislike it. It just I was expecting a Adams family style Tim Burton show. Yeah. And that isn't what I'm getting. Oh. It doesn't it isn't kooky like the Adams family. Right. It isn't like and also they're not they're only kooky because they're in a world. In, they're in our world. 
Yeah, the whole point of the Adams family is they're, they're the kooky ones. Yeah. yeah, they're the kooky ones in our world. Yeah. Where she's been sent to this school where everybody's unusual. Right. Like, her roommate's a werewolf. Yeah. So she's not weird. Okay. So it's not the Adams family. <laughs> and, and it doesn't feel like Tim Burton's made it. The only, the only Tim Burton vibe I'm getting from it is Danny Elfman's soundtrack. Because okay. those two come together like they're, they're, they're a thing, aren't they? Yeah, of course, of course. I also don't like Luis Guzman as Gomez. Okay. I did think that was a weird casting choice. I don't like it. And I'm, uh, they're not in it a lot, to yeah. be fair. There's one episode where they're, they come, they come in as like, they're in the first episode and then they come back a bit later in the series. Sure. But, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones as, as Morticia is not great either. Okay. But it's a good show. The, the story's great. And the what she's trying to investigate, it's like a crime she's yeah. trying to investigate, is good. It just doesn't feel like, it feels like you've got an Adams Family franchise and a Tim Burton thing. And it's not either of those things. My fear was that it would, when I saw it, it was like set up boarding school, it would be like that terrible movie you did a few years ago. Is the, the Miss Peregrine's... House for Peculiar yeah. It is a bit like that. Yeah. yeah. So it seemed to be treading a similar yeah. path story-wise. I don't know. It just it isn't what I was expecting it to be. Yeah. And I'm, I am a little bit disappointed by it. Jenna, Jenna Ortega, though, is a fantastic. Sure, sure. Brilliant bit of casting. Do you know she doesn't blink during the whole series? That's awesome. She doesn't blink in any scene in any of the awesome. series. I think that's great. Little details like that I really like. But yeah, it's just something about it. Yeah. just isn't quite sitting right with me. Well, yeah, I'd be interested to see what you make when you've, when, when I've done it. When you've completed it. Cause talking oh. of completing things, I did finish 1899. Oh, well done. That's Monday. good going. So there's eight episodes of that. Yep. I've done all eight of them. It's absolutely excellent. Excellent. It's really, really good. I really enjoyed it. The ending was a little bit, I suppose for this sort of thing, if you're going to have a trope in this genre of TV, yes. then that's where the ending went. Okay. But I, I'm pretty sure season two is going to happen. I think that's... I'd be very surprised fun, if it doesn't. It? Yeah. Um, But it's going to have to take a completely different turn okay. from where it started. But I would highly recommend it. It's it's like a cross between Lost and Twin Peaks. Yeah, I might do that next. You should do. Yeah. Don't watch the dub. Okay. This is I don't. This is a thing that's become a thing. So how did you come to this conclusion to not watch the dub? <laughs> I usually you're over a dub. I don't. No, I'm not. I don't usually watch a dub, and I only watched the first episode in the dub because it was set on that because of the film that we watched last yeah. week. Because I watched the films that we do in a dub. Sure. But normally I would do a subtitle, but because it was on, it just came on in the dub, so yeah. I watched it in the dub. But then there's quite a lot of it because this is an ensemble cast of people from all over the world. Yeah, of course, coming together. So the whole point of the show is that a lot of these people don't understand what the other one's saying. Yes. Which makes no sense when they're all talking English to each other. <laughs> because somebody will say something in English and then in English he'll respond with, I don't understand what he just said. And you're like, yeah, this isn't working here. Okay. And apparently the dub also gives quite a few things away that the subtitles don't. Okay. So it's not a direct translation either. Got you. So there's, there's articles all over the internet of like, do not watch the dub of this. Watch it in the original I can't even say the original language because it, it comes up as English. Yes. And then English dubbed because the two main characters are English. Yeah. So a lot of they, those two speak English, but then it's French, there's Spaniards, there's Japanese people in there. And that, that obviously that's all subtitled. So you can't watch the dub because it does it makes the show make less sense, which is crazy when it you seems think like about a, it. Yeah. <laughs> a problem of their own making. That yeah, it is. Didn't need to do. But a lot of it's in English anyway, so you don't need to watch the it's, dub. Don't offer a dub. But but it's it's excellent. It's great. It's, it's, it is like a cross between Lost and Twin Peaks. The, the, every character has their own episode, and then you get like flashbacks to sure. that, like Lost, and it's trippy as fuck, like Twin Peaks is. Cool. I think strong that's recommendation. it. Think, yeah, very strong recommendation. I would look forward to season two if it does come. I think that's it. I think that's all I've watched. That's good. Shall we quickly go through what's going to come in December? Now we're in December. Yeah, let's have a quick look. Quite what's a few days into December now, but what's on? Uh, what's on board? Let's go through, shall we? Stop me if you spot anything that I, I, I want. About. Lots of Christmas movies. Please. Stuart Little's coming. <laughs> we'll already be here by now. In fact, The Raven is coming. That's from 2012. That's John Cusack as Edgar Allan Poe. Okay. Troll is coming. That's actually arrived oh, today yes. as we record. So that would be my watch over the weekend. It's got a good trailer. I've seen a trailer. It's good. Yeah, it's we talked about the trailer posters. on here a few weeks ago. Yep. It's a Norwegian about a Norwegian film about trolls. Yep. What more could you want? <laughs> uh, Firefly Lane season two, part one is coming. Big hit that was first was season. Big, first season was a big hit. I didn't watch it, but I I've heard good things about it. Scrooge, A Christmas Carol. It's a new animated movie 
from Netflix, yep. Netflix original. Do you think that's the most adapted thing of all time? It's got to be up there, hasn't it? It has, hasn't it? There's so many adaptations of it. It's got to be right up there with like Romeo and Juliet or something like that. I reckon it's got to be. Yeah. I really do. It seems like at least two come every Christmas. Yeah. Um, this one I'm quite looking forward to. There's a documentary coming called Senior. Yes. Which has been made by Robert Downey Jr. looking through the life and career of his dad, Robert Downey Sr. Correct. So he died whilst this was being made as well. So it's going to be quite emotional, I think. So that's coming. In fact, that will already be here by the time this episode comes out. So you could watch that now. You could turn this episode off and watch that now if you wanted to. I want to watch Warriors of the Future. What is that? Uh, it is a Cantonese sci-fi adventure centered around a suicide squad who were sent in to stop their city from being destroyed by an extraterrestrial plant. Hundred <laughs> percent. Let's watch that. Is that a film? Uh, if that's a film, that's going straight on our long. I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's a film or a series. We'll find out. Boss Baby Christmas bonus. That's coming. I hate Christmas. Season one is an Italian holiday-themed romantic comedy series from Netflix, a Netflix original. There's lots of, uh, on this day, there's lots of foreign stuff coming up. Spanish language drama, Spanish language romantic comedy, Argentinian romantic comedy, Spanish language comedy series. Too Hot to Handle, season four. Oh, yeah. Ever watched that? No. Normie. Dream Home Makeover, season four. That's coming on December the 9th, alongside Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. I didn't know what I just said then. Guillermo (laughs) del Toro's Pinocchio. Excellent. Um, I, I hope it will be the best... Pinocchio movie this year because did you see the Disney one? Yeah, and just mid mid. I've got the <laughs> mid feeling this Disney is be remake good. of I've its got, own movie. I've got a feeling this. Did you see that picture on Twitter this week of Guillermo del Toro? Yes, I did. Yeah, it was Guillermo del Toro, Mike Flanagan, and Kojima. Yeah, in a cafe just having lunch together. Sure, that's an exciting three people to get together. Yeah, why not? If if Stephen King was at that table, I'd, <laughs> I'd be all over the shop. Last chance, you. Base basketball season two is coming. People watched Last Chance You. Yep. I'm sure they do. I Believe in Santa is Netflix Originals new Christmas movie that's coming, which is a romantic comedy star about a girl called Lisa who is horrified to learn that her boyfriend of five months, Tom, is obsessed with her least favourite holiday, Christmas. I'm putting that on our uh, Christmas <laughs> long list. Chris, we need to sort out the Christmas long list because the yeah. Christmas episode's coming. Uh, people are excited for December the 15th. Sonic Prime season one is coming. This is the new uh, Sonic TV show. Yeah, it's going to be about 76 episodes of this or something. Oh, is there really? (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Who Killed Santa? A Murderville murder mystery is coming. Remember Murderville? Yeah, when it was good, it was great. Yes, it really was. The Netflix one. It was Will Arnett? Yes. And this one's going to be... It's an ad-libbed... Yeah, um, a bit like uh, Murdering Successful. Yeah, yeah. Rip-off, wasn't it? Um, This one's got Jason Bateman in it. Oh, bringing the Arrested Development Boys back together. Uh, a Storm for Christmas is a limited series from Pear Olav Svensson. He directs his new miniseries about a group of people stranded in an airport over Christmas. Did you hear recently the guy who was the inspiration for The Terminal died? Oh, did he really? Yeah, in back in the that airport. guy who lived in Paris yeah. airport yeah. for all those years. He died in the airport. He died in the airport. Yeah, he'd, never gone, got he'd out. gone back. He'd gone oh, he'd back gone to back to, to die? Or gone back <laughs> to live there? He'd been back living in the airport. I didn't know that. Oh, that's a shame. How to ruin? There's lots of like anti-Christmas stuff coming. How to ruin <laughs> Christmas season three is coming. Paradise PD season four. People are well into that show. People love that. It's the Recruit season one. This is the uh, Noah Centineo's new project, isn't it? Yeah, he's a stepping away from rom-coms. Yeah, he's doing like he's a CIA agent. I yeah, I'm gonna watch that. Do you know what? I've got a lot of time for. I that think one. I will as well. I've got a lot of time after the incredible SPF 18 that we watched. I've got a lot of time for that guy. Emily in Paris season three. It's a huge he- Netflix uh, hit, that one is. It was. That's coming on December the 21st. This is exciting. December the 22nd, Alice in Borderlands Season 2. is. Oh, wow. That, that feels a long time in the making. <laughs> it really has been. I think that's going to be quite big. So Alex Potentially, in, yeah. Alice in Wonderland. Borderland. Alice in Borderland got hit quite hard after Squid Game. People went... Because people like... I prefer it to Squid Game. I do as well. People Personally. wanted more Squid Game, so they, they found Alice in Borderland. And it became this huge hit after we'd watched it. Yeah. And now season two's coming. I think it's going to be, uh, I think it'll hit quite big. December 23rd, Glass Onion, a Knives Out mystery is coming. Uh, that's Daniel Craig returning as Benoit Blanc in the series, in the sequel to Knives Out. Going back to right at the start of the show, another thing that uh, old Ted Hastings said in his interview 
was that they left serious. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they left serious. Are getting them? Are getting the co CEOs even merged up? Now. Yeah, serious money on the table with that movie. Really? By not having a longer cinema release. Apparently, like, yeah, but that's what you paid for. Yeah, you you own a streaming service. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the some of the cinema chains were crying out to let us have it longer because yeah. it did really well, but. Netflix were like, no, you're not having it. Now, the Witcher Blood Origin is a mini series. I think it's a spin off from the main series. Um, tells you the story of the first ever Witcher. Christmas Day. You can watch Christmas that. Day. You can watch that if you want to. It's quite a lot coming again. There is. Oh, uh, White Noise is coming on New Year's Eve. That's the last thing that will come this year. Uh, that is an adaptation of the Don DeLillo novel from Noah Baumbach and starring Adam Driver, Geta Gerwig, and Don Cheadle. Excellent. Hmm, that's good. It's going to be a good month. There's lots of good stuff coming. Yeah, lots of anti-Christmas stuff, randomly enough. <laughs> uh, talking of Christmas, we decided we were going to do a festive Real Talk for the next four weeks. Yeah, sure. So we did. So we sent out our Real Talk question for this week, and it was, who's the best movie Santa Claus? Did we get any responses? I believe we did. We did. I, do we have them? I do not. <laughs> we had a response from... Becca Davis, she responded three times over two different social medias with three different Santas. <laughs> okay, fine. <laughs> we, we didn't say it was uh, limited know. to one entry. <laughs> we didn't. So, And I think a lot of people have gone with the same ones. Okay. So she's gone David Huddleston from Santa Claus the Movie. Yep. She has gone Tim Allen from The Santa Claus. Uh, yeah, okay. And she has obviously gone with Richard Attenborough from Miracle on 34th Street. Uh, I watched The Santa Claus this week. Yeah, because I wanted to put a Christmas movie on whilst I was putting my Christmas tree up. I didn't think it was all that great. Have you seen it before? Yeah, I've seen it yeah. before, but I didn't think it was all that good. But the original? The original, yeah. Because yeah. there's a sequel TV series that's come out yes, on Disney+. Plus. Well, there's three movies. There's three movies and now a TV series on Disney+. Plus. Yeah. So, but I didn't think it was all that good. I'm not going to lie. I wasn't that obsessed with it. Well, what about the man himself? What the about? Santa. Yeah, we're talking about the best. Santa. Oh, I know. Oh. I was just saying I didn't really like the film. Yeah. But, uh, Tim Allen, is it? No, not for me. <laughs> Do we get anything in the Discord? I agree. I agree. Uh, we did. We had quite a few shouts already mentioned. So uh, Ross Cook has gone with David Huddleston. Yep. Uh, for his live action Santa, and <laughs> the best animated Santa. Which fine, you can go for that spin off if you want. Uh, Ed Ivory in the Nightmare Before Christmas. Good Santas. Both good He's Santas. a good Santa, but he's not a good Santa. He's pretty crap. Oh, he's a crap Santa. <laughs> Santa. A Santa. It's a good portrayal. The it's a good portrayal of a Santa. Uh, also, he gave an honourable mention to Superman with a beard wearing a Santa hat. <laughs> I just like the picture. It's a great Hench picture. Santa. Uh, Alex in the Discord went with Richard Attenborough from the Miracle on 34th Street remake. Uh, Chris from the Time Shifters pod went with Edmund Gwen from the original Miracle on 34th Street. It's a Miracle on 34th Street Santa Smackdown. <laughs> Which one wins? Uh, I'll go with the old guy. <laughs> Unfortunately, we can't have a uh, fight between either of them. It's <laughs> a shame. No, we'd have to dig them both up. <laughs> uh, uh, Wayne in a Discord has gone with Kurt Russell, a more recent Santa. That is a Christmas. It's a good shout, though. The Christmas Chronicles. Chronicle movies are good. Uh, with an honourable mention to Billy Bob Thornton in Bad Santa. Good shout, Who as is well. objectively a bad Santa. <laughs> That's the point. But I'm okay with that. Good. How about you? Good responses. Uh, mine's already been said. I, I can't look past David Huddleston. Okay. I think Ross put it the best when he said it that his portrayal of Santa is the perfect illustration of what Santa should be. Yeah. And I, I can't look past it. I've, I think he's... I love that movie. That's the movie I watch every Christmas. I watch it every Christmas Eve without fail, Santa Claus the movie. I think it's fantastic. I think it's my favourite Christmas movie, which will become probably one of next week's Real Talks. And I, I just think he's like the epitome of what Santa Claus looks like and is. I will give an honourable mention to uh, Ed Asner in Elf. Yeah, good shout. Because he is also yeah a good um, representation of Santa. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's but, a good shout. Do you know what? You're going to throw me a curveball in it. I'm not going to throw you a curveball. <laughs> I am also going to put my chips in with David Huddleston. Really? Yeah. I, d- I just don't think you can look past it. I genuinely, I think it's a perfect portrayal of the man himself. He is Santa in that movie. Yeah, he is. He might. He just is. Santa. He grew that beard. 
And the absolute cheeky bonus for me is the guy is also the big Lebowski. <laughs> there is also so, that. You know, it's a no-brainer for me. He died in 2016, which was the year where all the celebrities were dying. Okay. And it kind of, it was in August and it kind of went under the radar a little bit. But I remember thinking, that's really sad. It really, like, it affected me. It was one of those celebrity deaths that was like, that's a real shame because Santa died today. I think I did tweet Santa died today oh, no. in August 2016. But no, I, I don't think you can look past it. I think it's the perfect portrayal of Santa Claus in a movie. That's why it's called Santa Claus the movie. I, it's, it's an true. origin story <laughs> as well. It is. It is. Yeah. The first 20 minutes, of, the first hour is a completely different movie from the last hour. Yeah. And it's the, the, an origin story of how he becomes Santa Claus. And then John Lithgow comes in and absolutely steals the show with Dudley Moore. Yeah. It's, such a, it's a wonderful movie. A wonderful movie. I Every Christmas Eve, I've watched that. I know. So for as long as I can remember. It's a tradition. Yeah. Good one. Good. Good real talk. Yeah. So we'll do more festive real talks next week. Brilliant. And we should briefly touch on what... Oh, I've said touch on, and I hate that phrase so much. Touch on. <laughs> I listened to a, I've started listening to a podcast, and they say touch on all the time. We should just touch on this, and it's like, it really winds me up, <laughs> and I've said it myself. And we should briefly talk about the film that we're going to do this week on the show, on the movie show. Yeah, I'll be back here on Thursday at this very same podcast feed. Because we are talking about Needle in a Time Stack. A pun name. A pun name indeed. (laughs) Do you feel like the names come, then the stories come afterwards? Or they couldn't think of a good title after the movie was made. Interestingly, it's an adaptation. So I'll... uh... Oh, I'll it? give you more information on that and join the episode. Is this is the story called that as well. Yeah. Okay. It's a good title. It is a good title. I like the title. I really like the title. I really like the title. Find out what we thought of the movie on Thursday. Hey, look. So far in season eight, I think we've had a really strong start. It has been a strong start. The first Definitely. four movies we've seen, I've liked two slightly different levels, but overall, They're I've all good liked movies. each one. Yeah. All four of them are good movies so far. So come back on Thursday What's gonna happen to Thursday? find out if Needle in a Time Stack is a good movie yeah. or not. Oh, I can't wait. I'm excited. <laughs> cool. Let's go then. Cheers. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>